millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. If I bleed tonight, if I am sad tonight, I don't have a job to Hey everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of the Power Slam podcast here on ITRWrestling.com, wherever you get your podcasts or indeed Patreon if you pledge to us and get this a day early. My name is Kenny and I'm joined as always by Finn. I was going to say Sandra there because I'm going, it's always one of the two of you. Hi Finn, how are you? Good, yeah. Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, not bad. How are you doing, Kenny? More importantly, never mind me. Well, no, I'm, I'm good. It's, it's a tale of two emotions, Finn, because obviously on the football front, Rangers got right to the end of the Europa League final last night um, and were beaten in penalties, which is always a bit heartbreaking. But, you know, that's the name of the game. Still a great achievement to get to the final. Um, Exactly. And in contrast, you know, when I was a football fan uh, up until the age of 11, 1981, Liverpool were my team. And what happened in the FA Cup final? They won on penalties. See, everybody, everybody gets their turn eventually. Um, but the good news that came out of it is it got announced last night, which I've been kind of, you know, keeping shtum on, is that um, I will be going to Nashville this July and I will be hosting a panel with Brett the Hitman Hart about the SummerSlam 92 match with the British Bulldog on Saturday, July 30th, hours before SummerSlam. So I'm very excited. That news is out there now. And um, I'm very excited about it. So happy days. I mean, wow, you know, I mean, it's like, do you remember there's that famous tag team? Was it George Goulas and Bobby Eaton? Jet Set, they were called. Very famous. <laughs> Actually, I believe in Nashville. Nick Goulas' old territory. Move over. It's time for Brett and Kenny to get in the action. Exactly. This is, what's this? What will this be? Your third international trip this year? Or, or, or maybe fourth or fifth? 
Uh, th- yeah, well, yeah, third, I guess, if you count uh, Republic of Ireland. Yeah, third. So, no. well, no, no, it'll be it'll be fourth, yeah, including Gran Canaria. So, fourth, yeah. So, yeah. how has this come about, or would you rather not disclose this? Information? Oh, no, no, I, I'm more than happy. So, basically, I because because I've I've done a couple of the star casts before. I did the second one in Las Vegas in May 2019. I did the interview with Dustin, and then I did the one. Um, in November of that year in Baltimore with Cody, Dustin and Brandy uh, but this one was just as simple as Conrad reaching out to me and saying hey I'd love you to do a panel at StarCast um, if you want to do it and I was like I, I, that sounds very good to me, what have you got in mind? And he said how about a panel with Brett the Hitman Hart talking about SummerSlam 92 and I said I'm in I'm in, so uh, yeah very, very nice of Conrad to, to bring me over and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So, but that's not the t- it kind of segues into our first piece of news, Finn, because uh, me me hosting a panel with Brett the Hitman Hart is not going to be the biggest talking point of the weekend. We will we'll do our best to be one of the biggest talking points of the weekend. <laughs> but the biggest talking point of the weekend will take place the next day, the day after on uh, Sunday, July 31st at 6:05 p.m. Finn. I'm detecting some dread in your voice here, Kenny. There was a sigh there, a definite <laughs> sigh. It's, maybe trepidation is the word, but um, Ric Flair is stepping back into the ring one last time on a Jim Crockett promotion show that, that Conrad and Starcast are putting on. This is oh, going to be advertised as Ric Flair's last match. Um, so he's stepping back in the ring. He's doing it one more time. The all the all those kind of rumors say that it is going to be a six man tag with Flair and FTR against the Rock and Roll Express and a partner. Uh, I know this initially it was out earlier this week that Ricky Steamboat maybe did it, but he's he's basically said, I'm not I'm not coming out of retirement to wrestle. So it's not Ricky Steamboat. But what do you make of this news? And um <laughs> give me your thoughts on Rick Stephen back in the ring um in Nashville on July 31st. Uh, well, congrats firstly on the Bret Hart thing, Kenny. I didn't uh, pine there or chime in at any point. So I think that's tremendous for you and for Bret as well. You know, and I know this is a subject about which he has written and talked many times. Hopefully there's something original for him to disclose. But if there is, Kenny, I know he'll find it. I know he'll <laughs> that's find my job, it out yeah. of him and that's one K Macintosh. Oh, thank you. But as far as this match goes, uh, I am relieved that it's a six-man match. I mean, I thought it was going to be a singles match. I was just having like flashbacks. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? The um, the footage of him and Jay Lethal. Yeah. Doing like a slow <laughs> mo, slow, slow mo version of a Ric Flair match from 1991. And, um, you know, hopefully you won't have to take too many bumps. I think in a six man, it can work. Um, FTR, we know. Uh, Certainly one of the top three teams in the game right now. Some people would say the best. I don't know whether they're the best, but they're definitely one of the best. Um, Rock and Roll Express, I mean, they can still do some things in the ring. It needs to be a young person. Their partner needs to be someone under the age of 40. Um, I mean, Jay Lethal could be the one who who bags the gig because he's probably going to be available He's worked with Flair. He knows how to do a match with Flair. Uh, I know it's not blockbuster entrant because it's Jay Lethal. But I mean, what really matters here is having someone who can grease the wheels, someone who can make Flair look as good as he's going to look in 2022. So it, 
and the starish also needs to be Ric Flair here. That's the purpose of this, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So in many ways, Jay Lethal wouldn't be a bad shout as an opponent because there's no spotlight or emphasis going to be on him. And he can just go in there and he can just basically do and compensate for what Flair cannot do in 2022 at the age of, what is he, 73 now? 73, 73 yeah. 73. yeah, 73. So, yeah, I mean, when I heard it... I was just like, this is not a very good idea. But, I mean, I thought it was going to be a singles match. And as a six-man, I think it can work. I think they can get away with it. So, um, yeah. I mean, I'm not really looking forward to it, I have to say. But, I mean, as long as it's not a disaster. You know, if it's something better than a disaster, I think people will be happy. I think people will be satisfied. Um, I mean, it'd be interesting to see how many people are interested in watching this because, I mean, how much demand really is there, Kenny, for another flare match? I mean, there really can't be much. I mean, he's wrestled since September 2011 in the, you know, you know, apocalyptic match with Sting. Um, I just don't really feel like there's many people who want to see him climbing the ring again, not even, you know, nostalgia buffs. Um, but I mean, maybe they can make it work. What do you think, Kenny? Sorry, I cut you off there. You know, I think, um, I mean, look, I don't think anyone in the world was clamoring for a Ric Flair match. <laughs> I don't think that's what we were we were clamoring for. But I do think it's been, prom- I'm, I'm not just saying this because I'm going over, but I do I do think it's been promoted very well. You know, it's based at a weekend of, you know, they're doing the roast of Ric Flair um, the night before SummerSlam. They're doing the, for the fir- I guess for the first time ever, all members of the Horsemen together on the Saturday, well, I say all members, all the bigger members. So it's, you know, uh, Arne, Tully, JJ, Lex, uh, Wyndham, Flair, all of them together. Um, no Ollie Anderson. No Ollie Anderson, no Paul Roma. So, you know, what, what horseman combination is complete without Paul Roma? <laughs> um, but, uh, I th- you know, I think for the people who are going to be there, it is a big attraction, of having, you know, what this is going to be. I think there's going to be morbid curiosity of what it's going to be. Um, I would hope that they can find someone slightly more exciting than Jay Lethal. But I'm with you. I don't think you want someone who's too big. You, know, you don't want like a CM Punk or something because then it's like no. it's about CM Punk. It's not the Ric Flair. But maybe there's a maybe there's 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 a middle ground um, to get somebody um, in there. But uh, yeah, I mean. The thing is, loads of people, you know, Jerry Lawler wrestles all the time. I know Flair has a pacemaker, so I think it's going to be very... He'll be in there, he'll do some spots, he'll get out. You know, this isn't going to be Flair in the ring for 20 minutes or anything. Um, I think he'll come... I mean, is he going to wear the little pants? (laughs) You know, I mean, we were watching Judgment Day 2002. and, um, And, you know, he wasn't exactly ripped there i mean he was, he was in good, really good shape for a 52 year old guy but you know he looked old ben physically so yeah um but yeah i mean it will be intriguing to see how it plays out um who the partner is of the rock and roll express um but it's, it's, it's a bizarre set of circumstances so well um, it is i'm i'm quite surprised that rock and roll express are the opponents for FTR really should be a young team as opponents for FTR and then really an old timer as their partner. Mm-hmm. That's the way it should be. And then FTR and the younger team can do 
80% of the wrestling, uh, which will be entertaining. We know that because FTR almost never have a bad match uh, or even a mediocre match. So I would have really booked a younger team against FTR and then found like a legend to oppose Flair. Um, and they could have then just done their nostalgia spots and crowd interaction. And they could have just then done the figure four leg lock finish or, or something like that. Um, so I think, you know, I'm not saying it's a mistake because I think they'll probably get away with it. Um, but I mean, that's the way I would have, I would have arranged it, um, you know, with a younger team versus FTR and then they can do the majority of the work. Um, but yeah, in a six man setting, and, and also there'll be a lot of, I think there'll be a lot of love in the venue for Flair. And I think there'll be a really um, uplifting atmosphere. So, I mean, that's the main thing, isn't it? And the atmosphere, we've seen this many times in wrestling, the atmosphere can carry a match. Yeah, it can. And it's, it's going to be curious to see what the rest of the card's going to be like as well. Um, and, and also how the rest of the star cast kind of pans out. Is there going to be any involvement of any WWE talent? Is there going to be involvement of a lot of the AEW talent? You know, it'll be curious to see who Conrad's pulling at the back. I don't know. Um, all I know is what I was doing. And, uh, and then I heard what Ric Flair was doing. Um, it's quite funny, actually. I turned to my other half who's coming with me for the trip. And I said, uh, I said they've just announced Ric Flair's last match in, in, in Nashville. And he looked at me horrified. And I went, are you okay? And he was like, I don't want to see a man die. And I said, well, hopefully we don't. Hopefully we don't see that in Nashville. Yeah. Um, yeah anyway, absolutely. well... Um, I do want to you know, obviously give a shout out to Brian Danielson, who had apparently had a nasty injury uh, or nasty uh, incident. Um, yes, during there's the footage rampage. On, footage online of it, people want to watch it, and he looks like he's in a lot of pain, doesn't he? In that footage that's been widely shared. Yeah, his leg is his leg is trapped between the ring and the the entranceway. And apparently he's trapped there for a couple of minutes. He looked very, he was limp. You see, he did walk away on his own, uh, you know, on his own. But he did, um, have to, he was kind of limping and he gave a thumbs up to Eddie Kingston before he went to the back. But uh, yeah, hopefully it's not anything serious. Hopefully it's just kind of, you know, something that in the moment was pretty bad. So Yeah, he somehow got his leg trapped, as you said, between the ring and the, and, and like the ramp or the stage. And um I guess the ring must have moved. Well, you know, the ring does move, doesn't it? During the show, with people running the ropes and everything. But um, yeah, it's, um, it's, I mean, that sort of thing really shouldn't happen. Um, hopefully he's all right. That's all we can really say at this point. Uh, we did see the two Jokers last night on AEW Dynamite. I've not watched it, nor I assume you have, because we're, it's very early Thursday morning here, but we should mention who they are. The female joker is Maki Ito, who is a, a lady who has divided opinion. Some people think she's great. Some people think she's the drizzling shits. You can maybe imagine what side I sit on in that one. <laughs> but um, she was the female joker. Luckily, Britt Baker beat her, so we don't need to have any more of her crap. Uh, but the male joker was the former John Morrison. Uh, John Hennigan. He was the, the male joker. Um, John Hennigan, do you think, has he got something to offer AEW? Do you think, Finn, is, he, is, is there a spot that you could see for him doing something there? Um, I mean, I, I mean, not really. I mean, because, I mean, he is a talented guy. Um, Johnny Elite, sorry, is his name. Johnny yeah. Elite, yeah. 
And a lot of people thought it was Johnny Gargano, didn't they? Like, oh, it's Johnny Lee, it must be Johnny Gargano. You know, I think it was a trending topic for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really sure. I mean, he's was it just a one-shot deal or is he now in as a regular? Do we know? We don't we, we don't know. I mean, I guess it's gonna depend on uh because Joe did get the win, Joe did beat him. Um, but yeah, I mean, we don't know. We don't know if he's signed. We don't know if it was just a kind of a, you know, here's a one and done. Yeah, but, um, I, I think it was probably a one shot. Maybe he's going to make occasional appearances. I think he's somebody who, you know, he, I mean, if you remember when he left WWE back in, was it 2000, late 2010, early 2011? Yeah, yeah was, early 2011. Yeah, it was many, many. And people thought, oh, he's going to sign with TNA. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. And um, he kind of went part time for years, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did uh, the Boone movie that he once in the back of a van driving from Nottingham to Newcastle tried to sell me on the idea that we should do a Q and A tour talking about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't materialise, Finn. I mean, there's not many telephone boxes left, is there? <laughs> that would about people that would have been interested in listening to him talking about that. Um, oh I mean, God! He, he was. Um, he was in Lucha Underground, wasn't he? Which was, you know, big budget. So I don't think that ever made any money, but I mean, it looked great on TV. So he was involved in that. And he had to, actually did have a good run in, uh, in TNA Stroke Impact uh, before he returned full-time to WWE. So, I mean, he's still in great shape. I mean, he can still go. I'm not really sure what he can bring to AEW that someone or many people who are already there cannot bring to the company. And I think if they were serious um, about using him, he wouldn't have been brought in in this spot and then lost his first match, I would have thought. So, um, but I mean, he's, you know, I'm not really sure what he's going to do next because, I mean, WWE was a good gig for him. Um, That ended last year. And um, I don't think he he hasn't, I mean, Taya turned up in in Impact at um, the Rebellion pay-per-view. She returned there and... um, I'm not really sure if he wants to wrestle for that company full time. So, yeah, I think it's probably just a just a one shot deal. And you know what? If that's all it was, and that was the understanding, then everyone's happy, aren't they? Indeed, indeed. Well, let's see if you're happy, Finn, about the latest wrestling promotion that has decided to come out of the gate. This is the weirdest set of circumstances. So, the former Akam and Razar, the authors of Pain have started their own wrestling promotion. Have you seen this? Yeah, I saw some some numbers for the uh, for the uh, ticket prices. The prices were outrageous, weren't they? Yeah, so basically they announced this last week and the so it's called Wrestling Entertainment Series, WES, and it's a promotion by the former authors of Pain. Their first show is on June the 4th in Nottingham, England. At the Motor Point Arena. Now that that's a big venue, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, that, is is anyone else just thinking five star wrestling in the back of their minds? So here is here is the 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 card for the event. So well, first of all, let's 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 give you the ticket prices so you can see if after the ticket prices it feels like it's worth it. So I mean, should they have announced this like two or three months ago? <laughs> yeah, not three weeks before. So here are the here are the prices of the tickets. So they go from uh, A to F. So F is thirty three pounds ninety eight a ticket. E is forty pounds and eight pence a ticket. D is fifty seven pounds thirty seven pence a ticket. What are these prices, man? 
why, why don't you just eat, round it up? Price C is £76.70. Price B is £100.09. Price A is £150.47. But if you want to get the VIP floor seats, Finn, it's £207.45 a ticket. Or you can add the meet and greet on top of that for £315.95. I mean, also, not great timing, <laughs> since, as we know, tickets went on sale yesterday for Clash at the Castle. Yes, indeed. So here is the card, Finn. I want to read it out to you. To, and I'm just going to call these people by their WWE names because it's easier. Because people will be going, who's that? So here is the card for you to, to digest, Finn. We've got two pre-show matches. One with Fandango against No Way Jose. And one with Mike Bennett taking on Biff Busick, the former Oni Lorcan. So there's the pre-show wow. for you. I mean, this is this is like I'm having flashbacks now to like one PW, you know, when you're bringing like all these Americans in for like preliminary matches. I said, well, how much does it cost you to bring the blue meanie over? And like, how many tickets is he going to sell? So you're going to get value for money from that person who's you've spent all this money bringing over. You're paying him all this money, and he's in a match that someone from I'm not going to I'm not going to start flag waving here, Kenny. Right, I'm not flag waving here. But someone from the UK could have done that job for a hell of a lot less money and might have even sold some tickets because the friends and family might have come to the show to see him. But, I mean, that was the one PW business model. We know how that ended. We do, we do. But they've got new management now in their back, so we'll see how the new management goes. <laughs> uh, the main card, though, we've got four championships being launched and decided here. Uh, but we've also got uh, three or two non Championship matches. We've got a uh, Mojo Raleigh against Lindsay Dorado, and we've got a three-way with Killer Cross, Samurai Del Sol, and Jonah, the former Bronson Reed. The titles that they are creating, we've got a women's world tag team title, um, which will be de uh, determined by Madison Rain and Tennille Dashwood taking on Diona Parazzo and Chelsea Green for the tag titles. You know what? This is actually looking like a really good card. <laughs> It really, but the problem is, it's like it, it's taking place in a few weeks. They don't have TV. I mean, I guess that's not as important now as it once was. Um, and it's like Clash at the Castle is taking place in September, and people have just had to spend a you know shell out a load of money on that, and that's obviously going to be a preferable event to this for most people. And like, what's the budget on this show, Kenny? It's going to be colossal. And it, there is literally no way they can make any money on this. Um, the world tag team titles are on the line as Blake and Macklin, the former Forgotten Sons, take on the Legion of Pain, which is the new author of Pain's name, and they'll be accompanied by Paul Ellering. Wow. The, the co-main event, Finn, the co-main event for the Women's World Championship is Nia Jax versus Lana. Wow. I mean... Who would book a match between those two? And you know what? Nia Jax, after she uh, was sent packing by WWE, she did an interview, I think it was with Rennie Paquette, and she sort of indicated that she, she might be through, that that could be it, and that she may not wrestle again, which indicates to me that she's been very well compensated for this appearance. Indeed. I, don't, I mean, it makes me laugh that the Women's World title match involves Lana when you have Diona Parazzo and Chelsea Green and Tennille Dashwood on the same show. Exactly. I mean, Main event, though. 
the main event for the World Championship is the former Braun Strowman against UFC legend Alistair Overeem. Has <laughs> Alistair Overeem had any pro wrestling matches? No, he did once in a media interview say that he didn't like pro wrestling because he thought it was too gay. Uh, <laughs> and this is the main event, right? It's the main event for their world title, um, which takes place as we record this in two weeks. I mean, how much must Overeem be charging for this appearance? And how are they going to get through a match when he's never had a match before? I mean, fair enough. If you, you know, if you if you've got an unlimited budget. Which it sounds like these people have. Um, Where are the authors of paying getting all this money? I don't know. And also, I mean, it's I like because just... you know, so Alistair Overeem is Dutch. I think. I think he's Dutch. Because I was trying to work. We were trying to work out why it's in Nottingham. So he, he I think, must live in the US, right? Yeah, probably. But so you've got. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Twenty-one people that you need to fly over to the UK to do this show. And how many of them, Kenny, are going to be flying economy coach? How many? Maybe like four or five, maybe. And how much does a business class ticket cost in today's money or today's rates? From I mean, the US to the UK. How much? How much are you talking per? You're talking minimum five grand, minimum. That's just for your flights before Anything you've got else? the transportation. They're gonna not gonna be stopping at a Premier Inn, you know. They're gonna be stopping somewhere nice. So they may be stopping at the, at the job center after this show. God, I mean, it's, but the the funny thing is because they've got so the, all these because even now like economy flights are now a bit of grand. America to UK return, you know, especially in a summer season with not much notice. Yeah. You know, so this, I mean, it almost makes five-star wrestling seem profitable. I mean, you know, Braun Strowman, he's not going to fit in an economy seat, is he? He's just not going to. No, no way. You know what I mean? So um, I just can't understand it. I mean, again, if you're going to put over him in a match and it's his first pro wrestling match, you would book him in a tag match, wouldn't you? So he's, he's, um, the expectations on him are, are reduced and that his partner can carry the load, you know, much like the Ric Flair thing we were talking about earlier. So, I mean, why would you book someone who's never wrestled in a main event against, you know, in, in a singles match? Why would you do that? I just can't understand it. It is baffling. I'm going to just... So if I wanted to pick one of the top seats, let's see where I can sit. <clears throat> I mean, I've got to say, it does sound like, a, apart from the main event and apart from Nia Jax and Lana, so apart from the two matches that really matter, it sounds like a really good card in the ring. Um, but I mean, I can't imagine... How are they advertising this? I mean, they haven't done any publicity. I mean, someone from this company should have got in touch with Inside the Ropes magazine to set up interviews <laughs> two months ago, shouldn't they? Exactly, yeah. I mean, they, but the thing is, they don't even on their website, they don't even have anywhere that you can, you know, as press go and say, you know, are you promoting this? What are you doing? Now, by the way, I can still buy front row seats, just so people are aware. 
Okay. So it's not That's... like these are these are not hot tickets. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, there's... you know, we would have. I mean, there's plenty of people like Braun Strowman. We would have loved to have done an interview with Braun Strowman. Yeah. Even even Nia Jax, you know, like controversial interviews, you know, they're good to do. You know, it, we, there's plenty of people we could have talked to. Yeah. But they just, I mean, and also, why would you announce this with three weeks' notice? I don't know. I in just... Nottingham, because the Motor Point Arena in Nottingham is not a, is not going to be a cheap venue. And like, where's the nearest airport? Where's the nearest international airport? East Midlands Airport, which is a it, it does not have a lot of. Uh, uh, does not have a lot of uh, great links to the rest of the UK. Yeah. I mean, why not do it in, like, you know, Manchester or or London even? London, to me, would have been a preferable venue. Um, you've got much larger catchment area. You know, you've got Heathrow, you've got Gatwick. It's it's just, it would just be easier. So, I mean, maybe nowhere was available. I mean, obviously, with lockdown and everything for most of 2020 and 2021, Lots of venues are now booked up well in advance um, because acts are out there too and again, aren't they? Or, or running hmm. shows or whatever. But I mean, I mean, this wow. is going to be on Fight TV. This show, okay. But I mean, why rush it? I mean, this this should have been announced if they were announcing it now. We, I mean, when were we? I, I haven't even heard about this up until I think it was yesterday. <laughs> I mean, they should have been doing all the. They should have announced this back in February, shouldn't they? And yeah. they should have sent people over to do publicity. On, on, or if you want to save money, don't even bother sending anyone over to do publicity. You know, just get in touch with the magazines, the websites, and they would have been receptive to doing interviews with the promoter, with the talent, and to really get the publicity out about this event. I mean, I mean look, between, with that. between me and you, Finn, right, we have interviewed some clangers of people in wrestling. Right, yeah. we've we've interviewed some dross before, yes. But you've actually got some people here who we would be very happy to speak to. You know, not, not, you wouldn't even have to convince us. You know, th- there's a few people who would really, you know, even like the, the authors of pain. You go talk about why you've created this wrestling promotion. You know, talk about taking on you know kind of the Road Warrior part of their name with Legion. Paul Ellery would be good to chat. There's loads, but instead, it just kind of feels a bit like a piss take because. You know, you've got a pay-per-view that you're putting on. I mean, there's so much wrestling going on right now. Yeah. Like, if I had time, like, see if I, if, 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 if wrestling wasn't my job, and even for you, you know, your, your job is, is wrestling as well, hmm. lesser than it was previously, because obviously you did used to do mental hours. But, like, if we had free time to watch more wrestling, we would maybe check out a little bit of NWA and a little bit of this, a little bit of that, if we had the time to do it. But who has the free time to to pay and devote three hours for a pay per view for a company that's never existed for titles that we don't don't matter, and um, for for people who we've never seen them even talk about why they're wrestling for this promotion? It's madness. Yeah, I mean, it's I just don't understand it. I mean, it's just it's just I I mean, it's just blunder after blunder, isn't it? And every single one of these blunders was avoidable. I mean, this event should not be taking place until, you know, August. Obviously, not se- September wouldn't be a good month because of Clash of the Castle. But I mean, maybe even September because it's a different part of the country. Just give yourself several months to promote it um, mm-hmm. instead of just rushing it out there. And I, I mean, 
I just don't. I just, I just don't know. I mean, over the years, Kenny, I've encountered a lot of promoters over the years who think they're going to become the next Vince McMahon. And I've had conversations with a lot of them. Um, and you listen to them and you, and you just think, you're trying to convince yourself, aren't you? Not me. That's what you're trying to do, really, in this conversation with your ideas and your proposals and your grandiose plans for your company. You know, you don't really need to convince me, you know, because I'll, if this succeeds, then obviously we'll cover it and we'll give you some publicity for it. You know, probably not as much as you want. And that was another thing about wrestling promoters. They would get angry, Kenny, when you wouldn't dedicate more uh, pages and space in the magazine to their promotion, their, their fledgling promotion that hadn't done anything yet. And in which, you know, there was no interest at all from an audience that, you know, was reading Power Slam and would only learn of its existence through that magazine or another magazine. And they're like, well, why aren't you doing more on it? And they get really angry with you. And they take, and I could be your fault that their promotion <laughs> hadn't succeeded. And you think, where's all this coming from? It's like, you know, stop being unpleasant to me. Stop being resentful. And you know, anyone who's got an attitude like that is doomed. They're not going to make it. You know, you need to communicate with the press. You need to work with them or the media or whatever. Yeah. And then you need to find a way to make this work. Yeah. And uh, rather than lashing out and taking out your frustrations um, on, on people who are actually in a position to publicize your product uh, for free in many cases. So, well, you know, it's funny because I remember someone, I won't say who, but it's someone's fairly well known, not, not too long after the start of uh, Inside the Rokes magazine. And it's a, it was a, a British wrestler had said to me, oh, you know, I really like the magazine, but I'm, you know, quite disappointed at the lack of British coverage. And it was like, we're, it's during COVID. There is no, there is no British wrestling or, or any British wrestling that MD's talking about. And it's like, you know, things don't just get mentioned because they're happening. They have to be, there has to be something going on, you know, for yeah. pages to be allocated to something. So, you know, it's like, if, if this if this mob had been smart, they thought, well, do you know what? If we give a magazine an interview with, you know, Braun or Naya or somebody and they can ask a couple of questions about it within an interview, that's a good way for us to get in a magazine that we sure. might not get in otherwise. But the fact that they don't even know that says to me, you know, you need to be you need to be very smart to make it in wrestling as a promoter. I would imagine. Yes. And you know, this none of this seems smart. <laughs> none no, of no, it. it's to me. They're just spending too much money, and I don't see how they can make money on this enterprise. It's just that simple. I mean, I wish them well, and um, I mean, I think I think actually until the top two matches, Nia Jackson, Lana, <laughs> and Adam Sher versus Alistair Overeem. I mean why would you book those matches? But the other matches actually do sound very respectable. So, I mean, I wish them luck, but I just wish they'd gone in touch and we could have done something to publicise this in the magazine and elsewhere. So, you know, yeah. I, I wish... Best opportunity. Them, I really do. I wish, I wish them luck. Uh, well, listen, last thing quickly before we go, uh, Clash at the Castle tickets did go on sale. Uh, the pre-sale went uh, yesterday um, and the ticket, the ticket prices were a... a, a source of frustration for something um, the tickets went from £40 all the way up to 1500 or something like that £1,841.90 yeah now, now I did manage to get tickets yesterday uh, when they went on sale I managed to get 
tickets in the lower the lower tier, like the, the L section, um, and they were one hundred and twelve pounds fifty a ticket. That was that was what I paid. But I mean, do, were you? I mean, I'm, I can't really understand why people would be surprised that these tickets are going to be expensive on the floor and on the you know the really good lower level seats. Like it, it, to me, the prices are about what I thought they were going to be, and in some cases, actually slightly better. I mean, it's. I mean, the figure. I mean, as of nine forty-one today, on these uh, as we record on uh, May the nineteenth, there were only two front row tickets left, and lots of the floor seats in the thousand pound plus section had sold. I mean, I'm not sure how many, what percentage of the tickets have sold, but it's got to be. It's got to be seventy percent, hasn't it? Has to. Yeah. And this is. We're not even 24 hours as of this recording. It's not even 24 hours since tickets went on sale and the actual general sale doesn't begin until tomorrow. So it looks to me like it'll be sold out maybe this time next week, if not well in advance anyway. So, yeah, it's a lot of money, but no one's making you go. If you don't want to go, don't go. If you can't afford to go, obviously don't go. You know, don't get yourself into debt to attend this wrestling show. You know, think ahead and just watch it. It'll be on the network. Paying 10 quid, 9.99 a month for that. Just watch it at home. So, you know, people have a choice, Kenny. You know, it's not, you know, people have a choice here. If these, if they believe these tickets are overpriced, do not buy them. It's that simple. I remember um, when we <clears throat> announced the Undertaker tour back in October of 2018. Um, and obviously, you know, he was, he was very expensive to get. And I priced it in a way that I would make a little bit of money, but I wouldn't make tons because I understood that people would only have so much money to do one of these things. And uh, and, I, and, I, and I was like, you know, I can only put prices on sale that I will feel I can justify in my yeah. mind. And I always remember this woman, and I'm going to try and be very nice about how I say this. And I remember she... It was like in the comment section of the the Facebook post about it. And she said, you've priced out me and my four kids. You've priced out a family of four. Um, It's a disgrace and blah, 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 blah. And what you want to say is, it's not my fault you had four children. That's that's your choice to have so many kids. But I'm not going to lose money just to support you. You know, it's like if you if you if you make the decision to, to have a bunch of kids, you probably are going to realize that expensive stuff is probably going to be difficult because you've, you'd have to buy so many of them. Yeah. I mean, you know, you have to, I mean, it's like, you know, I remember something the other week because you know, the, the Jericho tickets are selling, are selling pretty well. It's all looking good. And I remember somebody had uh, posted in like, the Northern Irish fan forum and they said 40 quid for a general ticket to this daylight robbery. And I mean, I didn't reply because you know, there's just no point. But what you want to say is, what part of you thinks that bringing over somebody like Chris Jericho, who is a big star on TV in America, bringing him over, putting him up, doing the whole tour, what part of you thinks you're going to get somebody of that level for 90 minutes on stage for like 20 quid? It's just never going to happen. But it's, it's that complaint culture of, well, I think it's too high. Now, yeah. w, could WWE price it a little bit cheaper? Probably, because, you know, I, I'm more of a one-man band kind of thing. But at the same time, you know, the, the prices are pretty comparable to a big stadium show in the US, like a WrestleMania or whatever. And um, 
you know, there, there are there are tickets for 40 quid. There are tickets for 80 quid. There's, you know, it's not like you only have to buy a, a 1500 pound ticket, but yeah, you can't, you can't expect that you should be able to sit on the floor near the front for 55 quid, you know, which is I think what some people, not everybody, but some people think that it's their right to be near the front for, uh, for, for a lot less money. Yeah. I mean, and, and I just repeat what I said, if, if you think it's overpriced then don't, don't buy tickets, spend your money on something else. Um, Spend your money on world entertainment series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, obviously we're in a bit of a grievance culture at the moment, and we have social media, which seems to exist for, <laughs> for people to express their grievance about everyone and everything, and it then becomes this sort of echo chamber or this sort of debate society only with lots of vulgar language you know not very uh, dignified debate society shall we say Kenny <laughs> so it becomes a it becomes a sort of a topic of conversation where someone's saying well they shouldn't be charging this they're all about the money but well you know yeah they are yeah they all are about making money and they make a hell of a lot of it and you get other people who say well you know how much was Tyson Fury charging for ringside tickets for his last fight last month I mean, they would have been a four-figure sum. I'm not exactly sure what he was charging for tickets for uh, for ringside, but I bet it was at least £1,841.90, if not hell of a lot more. So this is what, you know, big budget, big venue events charge for their tickets. Um, and as you said, you can get a cheaper ticket. You don't have to spend 100 quid or 200 quid plus. You'll sit in the cheap seats, have the big screens up. You'll feel the atmosphere. Um, you know, you'll be there, which is, I think, what's most important to lots of people, that this is the first stadium event WWE has run in this, uh, in our nation in, in 30 years. And a lot of people just want to be there and just want to experience it. And, and if you think, you know, if you think it's overpriced, then no, no one's putting a gun to your head and saying, you have to buy tickets. Just don't go watch it at home or don't watch it at all watch do something else with your evening there you go wise words from f martin um, but we hope that you uh you know as this is out on patreon or as this is out in the main feed we hope that you either manage to get tickets or you know are able to i'm sure there will be some tickets left for a couple of weeks in some capacity i don't think it's going to yeah. be a case of you know because we are, we are in a cost of living crisis not everybody can afford to go to a show so you know i hope that you're able to get tickets if you choose and if not i hope that you enjoy it on the network at home from the comfort of your own sofa exactly you know and people probably think well it's all right for you finley martin you know i uh you know i my earnings have massively decreased over the last 10 years and i've made a lot of changes in my life as a result of that because i had to and uh, if I couldn't afford to go to Clash of the Castle, I wouldn't be going, you know, and uh, I just wouldn't be. So um, I actually am going, Kenny. I've got tickets as well. So I think we, I think we, uh, I think about, we were in the 67 quid section. So we're in the cheaper seats because one of the people I'm going with, he didn't want to pay more than like, I think it was 100 quid. Yeah, that was his limit. That's all he wanted to spend. Yeah, sure. I spending more than that on tickets. And I totally agree with that. So we're uh, we're sat in the cheap seats, but you know what? I'm going to enjoy the experience. And um, it's all about the atmosphere, whatever, whatever you are, you know. Exactly. So. I'm going to enjoy the experience of going there and and um, and just you know just taking it in. And I can always 
if I want to watch it properly, I can watch it on the network when they get home. And remember, Finn, you know, <clears throat> we'll be able to meet up again. And, you know, the thing is, we might even get, get to a wee Jaeger bomb together. You know, a wee, a wee Cardiff Jaeger bomb. Kenny, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I've just had flashbacks. In fact, I was round at a friend's house the other week. And he, and he, <laughs> he took a bottle of Jaeger out of the cupboard. He said, look at this, lads. We'll have this when we get in from the pub. And he was actually just joking. He said, it was his son's. <laughs> he just put it away. It was just, I think he'd had a bad experience with it as well, Kenny. But there again, who hasn't had a bad experience with Jaeger? Who's tried it? I know. Find me one person. Um, well, listen, that's all the time we've got for today. We, we hope you will join us on Patreon because uh, we're about to record the overrun where we're going to look back at the... Uh, the February 2013 issue of Parasol, issue 221 with The Rock on the cover. Um, and we do lots of other stuff. There's a Judgment Day 2002 review going up this weekend. So we hope you'll check us out on patreon.com forward slash Inside the Ropes. And the magazine, Inside the Ropes magazine, is out next week. Next okay, Thursday. A week today. A week today. So uh, we hope that you will uh, give us a shot there, inside the ropes magazine.com, and pick up a copy. Uh, Finn's actually, we're, we're, we've got some fun stuff planned for the next issue as well, which we won't get into, but hopefully we can announce those details in the near future. So Exactly. Maybe we'll be able to talk about that next Thursday. Yeah, perfect. Okay, so thank you for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 